so count down from three. should just be that's a nice and then so then anything you make it's that's yeah, a nice and that's whatever. a nice channel that's a nice podcast <laughs> that's a nice game all right i think I like that's it. what we'll do that's a nice i like it okay, okay cool well <clears throat> welcome to that's a nice uh it is this is going to be the 75th year of the nba which is kind of crazy um first to start out uh, my name is Nick, and Steve right here is one of my best friends, and we're just going to go over our top 75 players of all time. I created a list, um, and Steve is going to say whether he agrees or disagrees and why with what we put in. Uh, but to start out, um, why don't you go over uh, when you first started watching the NBA? Okay, so I first started watching the NBA when I was like five, six years old, watching the Lakers with my cousin, you know, Shaq and Kobe. But, you know, at that age, I don't like fully understand what's going on. I just know I'm enjoying it. And then um, I'd say it's about sixth, fifth or sixth grade when I first like got back into like really like heavily watching the NBA, like and like fully understanding what's going on and just like really being able to appreciate the game. Okay. Yeah. I same same ish i remember watching the shaq kobe lakers but god you, you were freaking four years old yeah we were four years old when they won their first championship actually i think i was three i hadn't even turned four yet so i don't really remember that other than watching the lakers um watching the lakers dvds and just highlights of that stuff and then yeah, I don't know. I feel like I actually didn't follow the NBA that hard uh, until those repeat Lakers years. And even the first one, yeah, it was just kind of like for fun, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have fun watching now. but And then the second one, that's when we were in D.C. together. And there's the Game 7 for the Lakers and Celtics. And that shit got me hooked as like yeah. a fucking teenager, dude. 13 going into high school and i'd say the next year the 2010 to 2011 year was the first year i like paid attention to it that was the first year i got 2k too and that really made me pay attention to a lot of shit because it was like yeah you knew all the players you knew who you were choosing for your team and your my career you knew what players were guarding you and like it's crazy how much of an influence actually 2k had on my knowledge of the nba um, yeah at least in terms of players yeah just playing 2k at that time like especially we would do those online leagues so we're like yeah. drafting players here and there trying to figure out and especially like those late rounds of like when we're in the 12th round we're like all right what was a great like we're, like <laughs> this guy is gonna make us win <laughs> i'm over here drafting joel Prisvilla because this man is a Dude. killer rebounder oh god yeah well was it it was matt who would always fucking draft sasha Vujicic, right? Yeah. First pick in the goddamn draft because he was so 
broken from three. God, 2K. Uh, okay, him. so... What? We go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm just like, freaking Sasha Vujic or like any like athletic wings or just like Rudy automatic Gay. Rudy Gay, Hated Andre Godala. Just because of you. <laughs> For years. <laughs> just tortured me with him. My fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is, honestly. And I was terrible at 2K at that point, too, so... Yeah. I, yeah. You you just ran a freaking Paul Pierce, Jason Terry-based offense. No, I don't think I was JT yet. Because the Mavs hadn't won the championship that year. Okay, okay. I think I would do Carmelo Anthony, Paul Pierce, Darren Williams, maybe Dwight Howard. Uh, those, I remember those, those first two were my big ones. I loved D-Will at the time. Yeah, you've always been like a huge, like, like always big on Darren Williams. Dude, the best. He would have that killer crossover. Okay, so for 2000, let's say, okay, for me, so I started watching in 2010. We're starting the 2021 season. So 11 years of like really, really close watching. I've watched highlights. I've listened to a lot of people talk about the stuff before then, but it's not the same, obviously, as watching like day to day. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not like just from like being told how everything went and like watching just highlights is way different than like actually studying, watching the game, like seeing everything unfold as it's happening. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I mean that even like, yeah, there's a lot of this. You have to, I feel like we have to use our knowledge of the NBA and basketball in general to kind of like understand what the greats were watching day to day. Cause we'll never be able to know it. And like, it's super easy to just watch highlights, like watch Kobe highlights and be like, dude, this dude never missed. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, yeah. So <clears throat> starting here for our 75 for 75, you know, I did put right here that we're only 25 because, you know, that is probably definitely going to make a difference in the way that we look at the league compared to the way anybody else who's older or younger than us. Um, but, but like I said, I think I try to use a lot of my historical knowledge and knowledge of the game itself to um, put these guys into a good order. And then, okay, so let's just... It, I, this is going to be my list, but kind of when you think about top 75 or any kind of top list of players, how do you think about the criteria in your mind? And then I'll kind of say how I did it for this one. So if I'm, when I, if I were to like help create this list, some of the things that I'd automatically run through my head were like, one is like status in the league. Like, were you known mm -hmm. as a guy that was, mm -hmm. you know, obviously one of the top players? Because, I mean, how can you be top 75 without being top of your time? Yeah. Um, that, some name recognition. Uh, yeah, some, you need some okay. recognition. Uh, what, what accolades do you have? Um, like, what did you just do during your time? Like, like you know, if you were just looking at scores, Dennis Rodman wouldn't be in top 75. But yeah. obviously, like, he... And I feel like in a lot of people's list that like Dennis Rodman would be someone that would be in their top seventy five of all time. Yeah. So it's like just overall, like what did they do on the court? Just things like of that nature. Yep. No, okay. I agree with that. Um 
If I'm being completely honest right now, I'm looking through my list and I think I don't have Dennis Rodman and I think he just completely uh, <laughs> slipped my mind. Completely so, forgot about him. <laughs> dude, like completely. So, uh, yeah, w- I think once we get into the conversation, we'll figure out where to put him because well, that completely slipped my mind. Yeah. Um, but Okay, so the way that I kind of looked at it was... Name recognition is a big part of it. Uh, I thought of your stats, um, your longevity, your peak of your prime, um, and then championships have to play a role when you're talking about all-time greats. Um, <clears throat> and then also, in terms of era, this one was hard for me because there are certain things where you you, you have to think of the player as... Um, you have to, you do have to take into account era because I'm sorry, George Mikan. There's probably 75 players in the NBA right now who are physically, athletically, and like talent wise, just better than George Mikan. You know, but yeah. but you, st- you like kind of in terms of that name recognition, you you do have to like you can't be everything, but you definitely have to take into account the era and i think i I think i did a pretty good balancing pretty good job balancing that because yeah i mean people like to say now that like oh i mean lebron's kind of a bad example but people like to say like lebron wouldn't succeed in the 90s Uh, sorry dude i don't even love lebron that much but dude he's 6'8 like 280 pure muscle doesn't even actually like do that much jump shooting as part of his game. Yeah, he's a physical I, beast. Like, and I get it. Some of the whining whininess that annoys people. That I I think part of it got worse because of the league that he came into, or like he like developed in because like whining, getting all the calls was just part of the game. But if he came into a league where that wasn't a thing. I mean, dude, I, I'm just, I'm sorry, you're not stopping LeBron. Like, exactly. It's not like he, if he came in the league during the '90s, he wouldn't be complaining about ticky tack fouls because those wouldn't have not even been an option. Like the exactly. reason he complains about them now is because they are an option. Exactly. If you're giving the, it's almost like they're giving you the option. Why would you not take it? And you yeah. kind of just, as an NBA player, I could see you just like fall into it. You're like, why the hell did I not get that call? Exactly. Because that's a call you've been calling my entire fucking career. But yeah, like if you're in the 90s and you, and you never got that call ever. You're not going to be expecting that. Like, Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. So that shit kind of pisses me off sometimes. But I think I did a pretty good job. Um, and okay, so basically what I did for this was I had six tiers. Um. <clears throat> Obviously, the sixth tier having the most, five, four, three, two, one, is actually more in two than there is in three, just because I, I don't know, I thought it actually was better. Um, and then I did do it. I feel like a lot of people do tiers, but then they don't rank within the tier. Uh, and so I thought it would actually be better for me or us to actually rank within the tier um, to get a real top 75. Uh, okay, so you said you think we should start going backwards from 75 down, right? Yeah, because, I mean, okay. 
Yeah, I gotta count down. Yeah, we can't what's, give it away, what, dude. What's the point of giving out the goat and then at the end yeah. talking about um freaking I don't know, Derek character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, Derek character. Forty second draft forty second pick in the draft. Actually I don't know that. I wanna say it was forty eight, but I'm not sure. He's forty eighth? I want to say but I'm not hundred percent sure. You know what? Hold on. I'm gonna look this shit up real quick. Because I want us to have this right. Derek character i think he got arrested didn't he <laughs> i don't know man uh ooh, we gave him too much credit dude oh really 58th pick overall <laughs> hey i got the eight yeah. part right yeah okay hey to be honest though he was better than a 58th pick he was yeah, like a 40th pick type player yeah i agree for sure okay <clears throat> so oh i forgot i have a seventh tier um but it's called the unknown tier. It only has two players in it. And I know these names, but I'll just be honest. I literally know nothing about them other than their name and <laughs> uh, that they probably deserve to be top 75 and that somebody would probably be completely outraged if they weren't here. At least one of them. The other one I could see maybe kicking off in, to put Dennis Rodman somewhere in there. But okay, so this unknown tier I have, Bob Cousy and Earl Monroe. I had 74 and 75, but like I said, I just literally just put them down. I, I, I know Bob Cousy, he's a Boston legend and whatever, but I think he was a milkman, right? <laughs> I, man, I I'm not I'm not entirely sure. That whole era is <laughs> just kind of like, hey, it's Bill Russell, Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Gail Goodrich, Elgin Baylor, and that's all that is in that era to me. Okay. <laughs> You want to know what year Bob Cousy was born? Oh, God. What year was Bob Take Cousy a guess. born? Take a guess. Um, if he was playing back then, I'm going to say... I'm going to take a shot saying 1927. Ooh, close. 1928. And he's oh, like 93 years old, and he's still alive, I think. Oh, hey. Good one. Hey. Yo, that must be crazy for him seeing the way the game's expanded from then to now. I know, dude. He's that guy... Okay, he's the guy... The only thing I know of him on the court is at the end of one of the Lakers Celtics finals. He's the guy who's like, oh, he dribbles it out. And yeah. one. That was before anybody knew what the foul game was. Yeah. So he just dribbled around the court. And that's the only <laughs> thing I know about fucking Bob Cousy. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much, uh, too many clips of him doing anything in my head. Yeah, so. that's okay. Okay, so the other guy I had on here was Earl Monroe. Earl the Pearl. Um, Earl the Pearl, that's, yeah, I think you told me that before when I mentioned him, and that's literally the only thing I know him for also. Uh, same. Is, <laughs> that his nickname is Earl the Pearl. Same. That's all okay. I know. He played for the Knicks. Um, that's 60s, 70s, right? Yeah, let's see here. Okay, so Earl Monroe. He played in the, yeah, he played in the 70s for the, for the Knicks. Uh, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1990. Um, so his career stats, though, were 18.8 points per game, uh, three rebounds, four assists, shot 46.4% from the field, played in 926 games. He also played for the Wizards at the uh, very beginning of his career. Oh. Wait, so Wizards played... or Bullets? Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I guess they were doing the Bullets at that point. So 67 to 70, actually... Yeah, they must have been the Bullets. 67 to 71, he played for the Bullets. 
uh, and then from 71 to 79, the Knicks. All right, all right, not bad, not bad. Let's see, his highest scoring season ever was second season at 25.8. Mm, okay, solid. There you go, Earl the Pearl. <laughs> and we're definitely moving on from there. Okay. <laughs> so this tier, this is actually probably the tier that will want to throw Garrett, uh, Garrett Payton. Um, Dennis Rodman somewhere in there. Okay, okay yeah. so here we go at 73. I have Alonzo Mourning. Okay. I like Alonzo Mourning there. Um uh I'm trying you know, to think if you know I think name, that's a good spot. Um looking at all the other names. Big, name recognition. Right? Got some accolades in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say that's a good spot for Alonzo Mourning. Um. I feel He's like still, he might know, be still a little. Top he is. But. I feel like he, can, at least with Amari Stoudemire, I could see them like moving around. But you know, when you are this kind of high up, it's kind of hard to get an exact position. I'm not even sure because I wasn't alive enough for Alonzo Mourning. Like I didn't watch enough, so I can't give an accurate idea. Okay. Let me actually name off this tier six, so that way people yeah. understand what we're talking about. Okay. okay, so 73, Alonzo Mourning, 72, Amari Stoudemire, 71, Dikembe Mutombo, 70, Darren Williams, 69, Gilbert Arenas, 68, Wes Unseld, 67, Manu Ginobili, 66, Chauncey Billups, 65, Tracy McGrady, 64, Ray Allen, 63, Chris Bosch, uh, 62, Tony Parker, 61, Pau, 60, uh, Pau Gasol, 60, Marcus Gasol, 59, Chris Mullen, 58, Bernard King, 57, Willis Reed, 56. And honestly, actually, now that I'm reading some of these out loud, we're definitely going to have to think about this. Because 56, mm. I have Rashid Wallace, 55, George Gervin, 54, Reggie Miller, 53, Clyde Drexler, 52, Nikola Jokic, 51, Bill Walton, 50, Dame Lillard, 49, Kyrie Irving, 48, Kevin McHale, 47, James Worthy, 46, Gary Payton, 45, Dominique Wilkins, 44, Carmelo Anthony, 43, Paul Pierce, 42, Russell Westbrook, 41, Anthony Davis, and 40, Luka Doncic. <coughs> so, um, um, Okay, so you guys kind of had an understanding of what this tier six is from 73 to 40. Uh, as I say it, yeah. I'm just looking right now. I think Dominique Wilkins and Kyrie should actually switch spots. Um, and I think Rashid Wallace should move back a couple of spots, actually. Probably down to closer to where Mari is back at 72. I don't know why i have rashid wallace at 56 that's really high <laughs> i mean he does have a championship but he does have okay a we'll get to him we'll get to him we'll get to him yeah we'll get okay there we'll get so there. 73 alonzo morning okay he came into the league on the hornets and then went to the heat so two kind of uh expansion teams um so pro you know made it made a big impact there as kind of you know expansion teams definitely have a hard time uh you know, picking up greats, obviously, when they first start out. So that's also kind of why I put him there. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then you were talking about next is Amari. I mean, dude, Amari Stoudemire was... I don't want to say he's underrated because he didn't win anything, but, but he's he is pretty kind of damn like, good. 
and he is kind of like part of the mold of the new age power forward too yeah 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 power could you imagine if he shot more outside yeah because his mid-range is already deadly and i remember towards the end of his career he was pulling up from three a little more and he was he was a decent percentage especially for a player that just input like put that into his game like at the end of his career okay so uh let's see here so i'm looking at why are they hold on one second it's fine okay so in his last um for some reason i'm not getting any stats on from 2012 to 2000 his retirement on his three point percentage but his his first year in new york which was the 2010 2011 season which is that first season i told you i started watching shooting 43.5 percent um but on like one or two attempts per game no dude guess how many attempts half an attempt less oh god 0.2 attempts you close 0.3 attempts per game oh my gosh yeah okay I mean, the game was um, still changing at the time, so, you know. It was, it was. And you, like you said before, his mid-range, even his mid-range was still pretty pretty deadly. Yeah. And he's one of those guys, like you said, yeah, imagine him playing today. I feel exactly. like he could be, yeah, he'd be fun to watch. Uh, especially those Steve Nash years with him. Yes. And then <clears> dude, that I first just, year in New York when he kind of started taking yeah, the helm yeah, yeah. of, like, an offense before Carmelo got there, I think Amari was honestly, like, my favorite player to watch during that season. Wow, okay. I do remember him hitting a hella deep three-pointer for the game winner. I want to say it was against the Celtics. I'm not really sure, but fuck the Celtics, so I'm going to say <laughs> it was against them, and I remember that. Okay. Okay. 71, Dikembe Mutombo. I mean, no, 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 no. What is there to say, right? I mean, finger wag. I defensive menace. Yeah, dude. And honestly, it sucks because the only image I have of him, especially as a Lakers fan, is of Shaq just basically making him look like a stick. Hey, he was a defensive player of the year that year too. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you just is kind of like uh what what was there the Utah Jazz guys um Carl Malone and oh, no yeah. no Carl Malone and John Stockton but like MJ was there to just shut them down I feel like same thing with Dikembe like he was a yeah. top center but who's fucking stopping Shaq dude in two thousand one exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay and uh, Dikembe had that longevity too he played all the way till like two thousand nine I think I want to say I remember yeah. he was backing up uh, Yao on the Rockets yeah yeah yeah. He's like I played, 43 on, I played at the with time. that team in two K. <laughs> That's that Yao Dikembe Mutombo starting uh, front court that I use. Jesus. <clears throat> okay, so seventy is Darren Williams. I mean, I already talked about him. Oh, yeah, Darren I just Williams. loved his game. Yeah, I just hate the way his career ended. He yeah, really fell off a cliff performance wise. <laughs> Dude, like I understand a player that was so good just falls so hard. Was it health? You know, it's it's so weird. I feel like what was let's see, what was his last year? Because for some reason, it was the year on the Cavs, I believe. Okay, well, don't even count that. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, literally, why even count that? Because he just came back for like that short stint, right? He didn't play. Um, 
I think he came for back like two around, years like, before he got that, signed right? up around like the All Star break, didn't he? Oh, I'm not... uh, okay. Okay, let's look right here. I don't remember that, yeah, that whole time. I really don't know. Sixteen, seventeen. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Closer to that time, Brooklyn. Okay, I literally, I don't even remember him being on Dallas. Uh, I vaguely remember that memory. He was rocking a headband at the time too. <laughs> I know they wanted him back in like 2011-12 or or whenever it was that he resigned with the Nets and then Mark Cuban didn't go to the meeting because he had to do something with Shark Tank and Darren Williams was like, alright, fuck you. But yeah, damn, dude. It, it It is crazy because I feel like I remember watching him a lot and then even though these numbers and everything say he was in the league during this time, I literally don't, I can't remember anything of him at all. Uh, The man really fell off a cliff towards the end of his career. Yeah, dude. And I feel like he just got like, not annoying, but just, it was like, uh, yeah, I don't really even like you as a player. But dude, that killer crossover, Mm -hmm. fucking love that shit. When I think of Darren Williams, I still just have like the clip of like him crossing Jason Terry, like playing in my head. Okay, my clip is when he does a double cross on Matt Barnes when he was on the Lakers, and he literally does one cross to the left. Matt Barnes like shifts his his uh, his weight, and then uh, D Will crosses back right, and literally. Matt Barnes' shoes look like they're in cement. He's just no. stuck there, and that's why I always remember him. I don't understand. Just the way Darren Williams was able to shift his weight to sell that cross yeah. every time he did, because it's it's a very basic crossover he would do. Yeah, yeah. Did just the way killer. he did it, though, like it it froze so many players yeah. over and over again. Dude. Okay, okay. We'll get to it later. Okay, 69, Gilbert Arenas. I mean, Agent Zero. He bought Agent you? Zero. Dude was a menace. He brought a gun to his <laughs> fucking locker room. I mean, talk about tough, dude. You don't want to fuck with him on a court. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that man gave Kobe and the Lakers buckets, yep. I remember. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. Uh, and I had just watched the interview where he was talking about, I think he had like 42 or whatever it yeah. was against Kobe. So, we'll put him there. Okay, 68, Wes Unseld. Now, again, this is somebody that I don't know <laughs> that well, you know? But I know he was a great player, and yeah, I know he was a great outlet passer. passer. Exactly. <laughs> That's exact. And the only reason I know that is because everybody compared his uh, Kevin Love's outlets passing to Wes Unseld. <laughs> so, that's... uh. That's what we're going with. That's okay. about as far as knowledge goes. Yeah. yeah. 67, Manu Ginobili. So, Manu, I mean. He was a fun player to watch, man. Yeah. Kind of in the early, uh, not European, but the early international player days. Mm-hmm. Part of Argentina's golden era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, lefty. What did he win? Four championships with the Spurs. I mean. Never complained about his role being basically six man for most of his career. He fought it a little bit at the start, but obviously yeah. he loved being the player of his caliber when yeah, he came Andrew over. Yeah, Andrew Young. 
and you're yeah. young, but I mean, accept it once he accepted it and just starred in that role when you and know just for let, a fact just, he could have. Yeah, and he just was like cool with it yeah. the rest of his career, basically. Like honestly, if he wanted to go to a team where he was a starter, he would definitely be a, more of a, like higher up on this list than yeah. he ended up yep. being. Yep, uh, he won five championships, and honestly, four. I would not five. four, no four. I would not, and but he also has a gold medal right with Argentina True. that yeah, year, two thousand four. Yeah, dude, honestly, I, I would be okay moving him up a little bit. I'll say, dude, okay, see, okay, right, let's go. Sixty six is Chauncey Billups. I mean, Finals MVP, Mr. Big Shot. That was a crazy Detroit uh, championship year, Mr. Big Shot. Uh, you know, then he went over to the Nuggets to play with Melo, and like they got that was the only time they got to the Western Conference Finals with that team. You know, with that core of Melo. Uh, yeah, I know there's shit going about around him right now. I don't necessarily know all the details. Yeah, a lot, a lot we'll of that stuff to... is kind of back to when uh when we were younger. So there's yeah. not like we don't really know. Like obviously, if you look at the police details, you can get an idea, but we're just talking basketball right now, so it's yeah. I can't, I can't even talk on that right now because that's a different discussion. But I mean, yeah, great player. Hold on, let me see. Trans stats. Okay, let's look at it here. Okay, career-wise, 15.2 points per game. Uh, let's see. 2.7 rebounds, 3.3 assists. But again, that always takes into account their last year and stuff, which sucks. But, yeah, I mean, I thought he was solid with the Knicks, too. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Chauncey. time with the Clippers, too. Playing, yeah, playing yeah. over to a two guard to accommodate Chris. Yeah, yeah, pretty. I'd say pretty. You know, solid way to end the career. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He wasn't nice like role. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sixty five. I have now <clears throat> is T Mac. Oh, what could have been with T Mac, bro? That's the whole thing, right? And this is what I was gonna say earlier. Is I, I almost. There's part of me that wants to switch T Mac and Manu and put Manu higher. Because, mm. dude, four championships and a gold medal, like, yeah, that's a lot Tim of accolades. Really, all star appearances, scoring, uh, scoring leader. Yeah, I mean that's, <sighs> I know, I know, but I mean in terms of been. pure <laughs> talent and yeah. peak, dude, T Mac, and up there with Kobe at one of the, at one point, easily so in terms of scoring and. Yeah, he was a little bigger than Kobe. Um, just as skilled. Yeah, just as skilled. Are there people Athletically, here now? around there, same. What up? Uh, I'll cut that out. Um, but yeah, T-Mac, dude, I don't know. What could have been? What could have been? There's... What could have been? That's the story of T-Mac. <clears throat> okay, we're coming up on 30 minutes here, so... Let's get down. That was number 65. Let's get down to 62, which is the last person on this, like, little column that I have on the slides. So, 63, 
Oh, no, no, 64 is the person right after T-Mac, which is Ray Allen. I mean, he has, does he have three ships? He went two with the Heat, right? Uh, yeah, or... Did he or just... Yeah. Hey, we're really fucking... No, 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 he only got one with the Heat. 2013? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I knew that, actually. What am I saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, 2012, that was that really good series when... LeBron had that forty-six point game six. Yeah, and then he and then he went over Ray Allen went yeah. over to the Heat next year after he caused that whole stir with a big three. I guess I don't KG know if I hate him. Even talk to him. I know, dude. I don't know if I hate him more for that or less for that. You know, <laughs> like I hated the Heat at the time, and I really hated LeBron at the time, and him well, hitting that Boston, shot, dude. dude. I know, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, fuck Boston, <laughs> fuck them. So, okay, yeah, actually, Ray Allen, you're better for doing that. But I remember at the time when he, dude, oh, my God, when he hit that fucking three. Oh, dude. Top, what? Top three shots of all time in the finals. Maybe top two. Probably top two up there with Kyrie's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In just terms of just pure shot, right? Like, yeah. Okay, so Ray Uh, Allen, I mean, dude. That 2010 series with the uh, Lakers, he hit eight threes in game two and just destroyed us. But I remember when we lost by, like, eight. Yeah, but made me hate him a little bit, that game. Yeah. Oh, I hated him a lot, that game. (laughs) And just, I I hated his face watching. I just fuck Celtics, honestly. I hated all their faces at the time. The clip of him walking off the floor smiling just pisses me off. Yep, and then in that that DVD, he's like, nothing better than winning on the court where you're hated or whatever. Fuck that dude. But then he was like, I think it's something crazy. He hit, like, two threes for the rest of the series. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he struggled. I know it was like, like really, really bad. Maybe I'm exaggerating with two, but really bad. Jesus. Um. Oh, sorry. We can't not talk about Rayon's first half of his career with oh, yeah, Seattle in Seattle, and Milwaukee. Like, yeah. I mean, when he was also an athlete, two men. Yeah. yeah dunk contest. Yeah. I mean, like straight up score, not just catch and shoot guy. I mean, he's still strong tonight, as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Several great, posters great to his resume. If you're a young guy and you want to know Ray Allen from those days, look up some Ray Allen poster dunks. He has some crazy Ooh. posters in his repertoire. I think you said it, right? He was fucking uh, in the dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> was that the dunk? That was a dunk contest with Kobe, right? I want to say it was, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Well, <clears throat> that's funny. Okay, so then, so hold on, let me get back to my slide. So that was 64, I think. Yeah. Come on, computer. It can work. Okay, 63, Chris Bosch. I, I think individually he was, you know, more talented than Ray Allen. I don't know. I don't know about that. Chris Bosch, he, he was one of my favorite power forwards at the time, too. But I don't know if he I was on some pretty bad Raptors team. Yeah, but he does have two championships, and he played a bigger role in both of those championships than Ray Allen did, at least in the Heat one, except for the shot. Yeah. Okay. It's close, right? I mean, Bosch did lead to that shot getting that rebound. Exactly. That's funny. When I looked up, I was like, "Oh, Chris Bosch to Ray Allen." 
Yeah, and Chris Bosh being able to take on that third role and basically completely change his game where maybe he didn't have the stats. Yeah, and then just to make it better fit the uh, D-Wade and LeBron, he was kind of the best shooter of the three, and so he he went out, spread the floor for them. Yeah, and I actually feel like that year was the first year that the NBA really saw the current version, modern version of small ball. Yeah. Because we we talk about like Mari Sadmeyer and even KG, but for the most part, those guys played power forward. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think because they, those like because they had their small closing lineups with which was Chris Bosh at the center. Yeah. And I think that was the she, first time we saw. Yeah, and that was the first time we really saw modern NBA small ball, which, I mean, I think directly led to, like, the KD one. Right? Um, I want to say yes. Oh, I believe so. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Mm, okay. No, the, the Celtics would run uh, during their big three era. I do remember they would run some uh, KG at the five. Paul Pierce had the four and they have like KG James didn't Posey shoot threes. Shoot, okay, okay, I'll give you that. Right, because yeah. Chris Bosh actually shot a lot of threes. Yeah. Like you said, he ended up basically being the best shooter of the big three. Yeah. God damn, Ron was really good during those years. I wish, I wish I were older because I really fucking hated him then. Like yeah, I so you were, really hated him. I could not enjoy his game at all. Yeah, you especially of all of us could not appreciate what was happening could, at all just because of how much you hated him. I just hated him, dude. He wasn't Kobe, and <laughs> I fucking wanted him to fail at every single level. But I also was age 13 to age, you know, 18, and maybe into my 20s a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, luckily he came to the Lakers and won us a championship, so chilling now. <clears throat> that, that'll make LeBron. you appreciate him a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, now I look back and I watch, dude, when I watch some of, because now I get to watch him basically on every day night, or every day, right? Yeah. And obviously he's athletic and fast as fuck still, but dude, sometimes I watch, I, I see like those heat highlights, I'm like, bro, this dude's kind of crazy. And he was shooting, what, like 38% from three? Yeah, they 39%. did. 39%. Yeah, him and D-Way did lower their attempts a lot, and like they've been yeah. like, like, they were like, they both knew like, no one could stop them from getting to the rim. Yeah. So yeah. They would, I think they were streaming like one or two a night or something like super low at the time. Okay. Well, 62, and this is the last one we'll go for this episode. Um, Tony Parker. TP. TP, dude. I mean, he was married move. to Eva Longoria or Eva Longoria. So that gets him 60. That gets him in the 60s already by itself. <laughs> right there. Okay, I'm just kidding. But, okay, like Manu, right? Um, one of the, you know, kind of earlier international players, mm-hmm. four championships, ha- actually has a finals MVP. If you want to debate whether he, <clears throat> Timmy should have had it that year, that's a different question, but he has it on his resume. You know? At the end of the day, it's his. Yeah, and I mean, dude, some of those, those series he had against the Heat, Especially in 2013, remember that game one bank shot to put them up, whatever yeah. it was, four or something like that? He was, he, he, I mean, yeah, because he was on the Spurs, I think because he was foreign, 
Uh, he was small. And he was small. I think he was underrated a lot. Yeah. But when you actually watched him, he was... The man was constantly among the league leaders in points in the paint at six Dude. foot six foot one, yeah. and not being like a super athlete or anything. Just no, like just smart. Yeah, and I mean he was quick. Let's not like. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. But like, not like a crazy jumper or anything. No, he's not Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Okay. Just... Okay, so <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and again, longevity. I mean, he Wait, slowed yeah. down a lot at the end, but. And then he played for the Hornets, which is weird as fuck. But, I mean, okay, so we're, like, so Tony Parker. Yeah, Tony Parker has to be ahead of Chris Bosh, right? Uh, yeah, I'd give, I'd give four it to him. Just because, what's called, he's got the longevity some... over Chris Bosh, who unfortunately had yeah. to, you know, end his yeah. career with the whole blood clot issue in, in his legs. Right. Yeah, I think, see, I think it's pretty, I think T. Parker's better than all of those. Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, T. Mac. T-Max, I mean, again, what could have been? Yeah, but Chauncey, Manu, Wes, Gilbert Arenas. I think he was, I think Darren Williams is peak. He was better than Tony Parker ever was, but I think Tony Parker was more effective in his role. I, the only one I see challenging, I don't know, I feel like Ray Allen sh- could be, uh, what you call it, could challenge him for that 62 spot. Really? I, I do think Ray Allen has the edge over Chris Bosh the more I think about it. So you okay. You have Ray Allen over Chris Bosh yes. and you think he could fight Tony Parker for sixty two. Yes. He also has that movie. What is it called? Oh uh, where is Jesus uh, Shovelsworth? He yeah, got yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got game. Denzel Washington. Yes. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. That was Spike like an Lee. actual like solid basketball movie, not yeah. some like, corny thing. Yeah, and Ray Allen is actually like he actually plays actor. like a character. He yeah. doesn't, he's not just, not just Ray him. Allen. Yeah. <laughs> you mean not, you didn't like Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant? Because oh, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> I hate that movie, but I will watch it. <laughs> like, if you ever oh ask me to, God. I will watch it. I know, I know. And enjoy the hell of it because of how bad it is. All right, so I think we should get the boys together and, like, get it. We should figure <laughs> out a drinking game with it or something. <laughs> Figure out how he can get a drinking game out of Thunderstruck, because yes. that sounds pretty fun. It, it sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So we'll come back uh, next time, and we'll go over... Damn, dude, we I didn't realize how long we were going to take with each player. So I guess we could, we'll probably turn this... What did we do? We got about 10 players in, because there's first two uh, we didn't say too much about. Yeah, well, I mean, that still honestly took like 5 to 10 minutes of our time. Yeah, okay, so we can be a little bit faster, and I'm guessing we should maybe try and get, like, 15 in per episode, and then that can give us, like, six six yeah, episodes. that works. All right, well, that's a nice podcast. Um, that was 75 through 62. I think, actually, we're starting to get into the range where we could throw in Dennis Rodman. Um, I'm not going to change the list just because I don't want to, <laughs> but we can figure out where we can shoehorn him in take you know 58 b yeah uh, cool okay well hopefully anybody who's listening which who knows if anybody will ever listen to this but if you are hopefully you enjoyed this conversation and made you laugh and think about your top 75 a little bit all right that's a nice podcast we'll talk to you later peace